Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the world-famous Driving You Crazy podcast. This week, our regular co-host, pedestrian advocate Joseph Peters. Well, he's on an East Coast adventure right now, away from the hurricane, as I understand, which is a good thing. He's farther north. So sitting in his co-host seat today is the one, the only, very talented, the very good-smelling Denver 7 anchor and reporter, Nicole Brady. Welcome, Nicole. Woo! <laughs> Does Joseph smell bad? Well, he doesn't smell great. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say he smells horrible, but I wouldn't say he smells great either. Okay. One of the two. All right. So. It's pretty. Well, it's really nice to have you here in the Shoebox Studio. Thank you. Because uh, you bring a different perspective to the show than does Joseph. Yes. Um, so oh, I want to start with two questions first. Question number one, was there any blowback from your husband after we talked about him on the show a few weeks back about how his driving is so terrible? No, I still have not told him that I outed him uh, publicly for that. And uh, yeah, he doesn't really listen to podcasts, so... Well, that's good. Yeah, good. So so you're anonymous, basically, at least to your family here on the show. The whole world could know, and he would just be sitting there, an island... That's unaware. That's a good thing, that I, right? That's a perfect thing. The um, hundreds of thousands of people who listen to this podcast was, know <laughs> what do that you he think? is a terrible road rager. Now, what do you think he would say if he did listen to your comments, or would he just would he get road raged at you? Ooh, he might. He might. He he tends to um, overinflate, kind of the you know, and exaggerate <laughs> the seriousness of things. So he a guy overinflating. You know, yeah, things? right. He he never really liked when I would post things on Facebook if they had his picture in it or sure. anything like that. He doesn't, you know, on the work page, especially yeah. the public page that anyone can access. And uh, and so even even if I told him this podcast had two listeners, which we know it has way more. Oh than yes, that. of course. But even if I told him it has about two listeners, he would still probably be pretty upset that I. <laughs> That I outed him. Similarly, I can't post anything about Gina on my public page. Uh, And and really, if I'm going to do anything with the girls, she has agreed that I can post pictures of the girls if I'm taking a picture from behind. Okay. uh, So you're really not seeing their faces. Yeah. So I've seen them in... in, uh baton twirling yes. uh, events, but yeah, you're you're not really seeing them close up. It's exactly. a little scary. I mean, we just don't know what later on, what those pictures would where they'll end up. It's I know. I do it, but who knows? And question number two. Mm-hmm. So you frequently, some of you do some anchoring, like this morning you were doing the mm-hmm. uh, an- fill-in anchoring job, and, and, but frequently you're out and about as, as a morning reporter going out from place to place. And, and so uh, how would you describe the state of Colorado driving as you drive mm-hmm. around Metro Denver? Well, at our hour, it's great. So I would encourage people to, uh, if you really don't like the traffic, drive to work at 3 in the morning. (laughs) If we just shifted it around the day a little more, it might help. Because what are we at now in Denver? Like, um, they have that number that they'll tell people that we're at, like... 20 hours of traffic a day or something. I think we're ranked in the top 20, between 15 and 20 for congestion. So once you hit like a certain hour of the day, it's pretty much never without traffic till, you know, nighttime again. And, um, but yeah, so, so when we're out with the photographers and driving to our scene at four in the morning, it's usually pretty nice. Um, Yeah, noontime gets a little, gets a little worse driving back. But, uh, no, I haven't noticed any major issues lately. I think people have been 
been okay? Do we have are we are we, no. are we leading into a study on how bad the drivers are here? No, or? no. I, I was just realizing something the okay. other day when I was driving around. I, I think there are a lot of reasons there are aggressive drivers uh, out and about, and I think one of the major reasons is the cars that we drive now, because the the way they're built, you feel safer in these cars now. You feel mm-hmm. more. Uh, vo- uh, you know, uh, I guess indestructible right. uh, in these cars. You feel more protected in these cars, and I and I think the way you can drive these cars, you can drive them faster than you can in years past because the suspension's tighter, the 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 uh, tires are better, uh, the handling is better, all of that stuff. So it leads to faster driving people, and with our hectic, crazy lives right now. I think it all leads to people going faster mm-hmm. than what the speed limits are. You can drive some roads, as at least on the interstates, are actually rated for certain speeds, and some of those highways are actually built for higher speeds, but we encourage you not to drive those higher speeds. But I think that overall, the, the, the better cars and, and, the, and the better equipment that you're driving with and our overall hectic lifestyle yes. is leading to people being more aggressive. I saw that yesterday as I was driving over to uh, this restaurant and, and somebody was just tailgating me. I'm driving on, on a road that's 35. Mm. I'm going about 40. And so I'm going a little bit faster than the speed limit. And then somebody is riding my tail. So I, I get over and, and and zing, they're going, they're going about 50 miles an hour and okay. Yeah. Good for you, but I calm know. it down, babe. I know you, you, you don't know what their issue is that day. Right. And some days I'm the one who's probably being a little bit of a jerk on the road. or You know, if not actively tailgating people and pushing them out of the way, sometimes I have a worse attitude where I kind of hear myself even sort of going, hey, what, what, what was that to someone? Or um, I'm not as nearly as bad <laughs> as my husband, as, as we know. But... Um, but I think we all have our days, and it, when you add up all the people who are having one of those days on the road it, that have decided this is the day that I'm the most important person, I need to be where I need to go, yeah, it's, it's aggressive, it's dangerous. You know, I think if you took these normally aggressive people, and maybe like your husband, and we put them in a smaller town. Let's say we go to Kearney, mm, Nebraska, yeah. right? Let's go out to Kearney, Nebraska, where, there, where there's not a lot going on right now. Shout out to Kearney, Nebraska. <laughs> or even, our... or let's let's go even to Pueblo. How about okay. Pueblo or Trinidad, anywhere? All right, so these smaller towns. Yeah. I, I think if you took an overly aggressive person out of Metro Denver or some of these big cities, put them in a smaller town, especially a real small town where there is very little or if, if, if any traffic, and you let them drive for a little while, I think they would normally calm down and become more like what the town is. I think part of mm-hmm. the reason people drive aggressively is that they're feeding off the frenzy activity of a town. Yeah, and Denver is a frenzied town right now. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I think people do somewhat adapt to the town or the road environment that they're in. Yeah. I do. Um, but, yeah, Denver's definitely gotten to be one of those towns. People used to say how Calif- how crazy California right. driving was. And I remember driving out to California, to L.A. for the first time as a, like, 20-year-old. And it was the first time I drove there, you know, was actually the one behind the wheel driving out there. And when you get into the city and it, the highway becomes, like, 10 lanes or oh, something yeah. crazy, how... I just felt totally out of my element. Just, 
scared almost yeah. to drive. It's like that I, in Atlanta. And yeah, so so you get to these cities where you you can't just you know it you can't even imagine living there and driving there every day because it's so different than what you're used to but then you look at denver and you think yeah it's kind of i mean i remember moving back here a few years ago and thinking whoa this is this is different than albuquerque where i was coming from and albuquerque is not a tiny town but it's a lot different than denver sure um the when you get into that traffic when you're trying to get a couple lanes over and dealing with the aggression yeah well, in, in Albuquerque, you have that special meth traffic that you have to get around. Yes, of course. Right? Yeah, of course. Lots uh, of it, RVs on the roads. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything else that you want to get off your chest before we really mm. get going here on the show? No, I mean, is there anything that's bugging I... you? No, nothing. No, no you're I am all right. In a all is good well. Place right now. Yeah, that's great. Because you know, it was a couple months back that we first brought you the hazards of the Kiki Challenge. Yes. Have you done the Kiki Challenge? I've watched it be done. No. All right. That's where people get out of moving cars. Well, they do this dance, and, and, and the really dangerous part of it is that they're getting out of these moving cars and doing this, this silly dance. Uh, sometimes they're, they're doing it safely, and sometimes, well, people fall down or get run over or walk into a pole or get, uh, get tripped over by a curb or generally just get hurt. Well, there was a recent trucker who posted a now viral video from his dash cam that showed a car slowing down on a busy street as two young boys jump out to do the Kiki Challenge. But they didn't get too far because there was a policeman uh, in the right place at the right time that pulled up right behind them as they did this, uh, pulled them over, and wrote them a nice, fine citation. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you like that. but have are, And you have heard of the, uh, you have two kids. You've heard of the shark song, right? Baby shark? Yes. Do, 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 do. Right. Baby okay. shark. Exactly. So I, I've known about the baby shark for a couple of years because, well, I have kids and they come home singing that silly song and you just can't yep. get it out of your head and you, and you make up other lyrics for it. And it's, it's actually quite, quite humorous. Well, parents of some kids are now doing a kiki type challenge with their kids doing the baby shark song oh my God. in a car. I have not seen this. Yes. Well, they'll get out of their car, and the kids will, and then they'll dance. So, the, so the, because obviously the these is, kids, the, the parent is driving or at least going very slowly with the door open, right? Or in the kid, so the you while see the kid while filming, while yeah, filming, yeah, them. while shooting their kids doing the shark baby shark kiki challenge thing right next to the car. Oh my god! Why? Who started this thing about getting out of the car or using somebody, a moving car to do it? I don't know. Some people just thought it would be interesting to do, and so they did that, and then that's what has taken off. Right, okay. But some people just do it as a dance, and some people just do the baby shark thing right. as a dance, but then you Others... mix the moving car deal in there, and, and it brings it to another dangerous level. Now, if this person or people, parents, were identified, would they face child abuse charges? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, because they are posting these videos on their own social media pages, whether it's YouTube or Instagram exactly. or what, what the case. And, and they, presumably, they have their own names on there. And so I, I would think that the authorities would be able to uh, track them down. I think they should. Put an end to this. This is just, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm not so worried that it's a safety issue as much as it's just not funny anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially I'm, with I'm the kids. I'm just tired of seeing it. And the kids, that, that is, that's concerning. I'm concerned about their parenting if they think it's a good idea to, to get out of their car, point the, roll up, move a car, no, have a car moving right, next exactly. to the kids. That's not good. I also mentioned this next story because I know that you are a bit of a speed demon. 
I've seen you drive. I've, yeah. I followed behind you. Yeah. I have dash cam video of you driving. Mm, yeah, that's why I moved. Because <laughs> I was too close yeah. to you? I, I didn't want to share <laughs> I-25 with you anymore. Now, there's a person in Austra uh, Austria who has been fined about $3,500 for speeding on the same road 42 times in a row. <laughs> Oh, yes. Austria? Yes. Do they have a, so they do have a speed limit. His, uh, okay. his name is Heimo Walner, and he was caught by the same photo radar machine every day he drove to work at 3 o'clock oh in the morning. Gosh. Now, Heimo says that he couldn't see the posted signs stating that the speed limit was just 30 kilometers an hour. Um, I think that's what, about, tw I, I can't figure out the conversions. I know it's a little it's bit. less than Yes. The mileage is less than that, yeah. Uh, so I instead, he drove at the standard 50 kilometers an hour, so it was dark. He said he didn't notice the speed camera He, he that was set up next to a school. It was early in the morning. He didn't think there was anybody around, so he's driving 50 instead of driving 30. So, boom, he gets, he gets hit a whole bunch of times. Because it took more than a month for the first fine to reach his mailbox, and then they were just constant oh. day after day after day, all of these fines. So he finally figured it out. So he paid all of the 42 penalties he received to avoid the lengthy and expensive procedure to challenge all of them. And police did remove about $350 from his total bill, but he still had to cancel his plans for his Greek holiday because he spent so much money on, on speeding oh, fines. Oh, what a shame. So you advise people not to pay the... Uh, the automatic right the photo radar the photo tickets. radar and uh, yes and what about the red light cameras the red light camera is a little bit different but okay. the photo radar is, I do I, I advise you if you do get one that you don't necessarily have to pay it it's up to you if you want to pay it you have the right to uh, face your accuser and that is what it comes down to now they the, the when you get the fine they still the the company that runs these machines, they send it off to an officer mm -hmm. who, who's supposed to verify it, and then they send it out. Now, they uh, still have the right to send somebody out to you and personally serve you the citation. Because technically, when you get a ticket, it is a summons to court. It's not right. just a fine, here you go. It's a, you, you can pay the fine because what you're doing is pleading guilty uh, before going to court, right. and then you're waiving all your rights. And you're paying the fine just to get out of it, and for for usually for a little bit less uh, of a fine, fewer points on your license. Instead of a speeding, it's a uh, vehicle that's not uh, working well, or whatever the case may be. Uh, and so they, they so that's how they change it. I see. Yeah. So it's it's a basically a plea bargain is what that that deal is. So if you don't pay it, they will send you another reminder. Hey, now the fine is going to be seventy dollars instead of thirty five, or whatever the case may be. And, uh, and and we're going to send you to collections, and we're going to send you blah, blah, blah. And they, re they really get upset about it. But then if you don't pay that, that second notice, it just goes away. Now, I have heard instances mm. where, maybe not here, but in other places, where they will send a notice via certified mail. And they will constitute that as being personally served. Okay. Since the person that it is going to is the one that is the only one that's supposed to open that certified mail. So if you had the certified mail I and, I, and, and let's say I open it, well, then I would be technically be in trouble for opening it because it's certified just to you. Right. Uh, and that would be you being personally served. So I, I, cause one, uh, cause our EP 
Should I say, could I, uh, I just outed her. Uh, she got one, and now she's going to test the theory and not pay it. Okay. She's already gotten the first so notice. So this is just the first one that she the got. The first okay. notice. She's going to wait for the second notice. Uh, I think there is division in her household. I think her husband wants her to pay it, and I think she, she says, no, she's not going to pay it, and see what happens. Uh, personal story here. I got one, I don't know, maybe two years, at least two years ago. Didn't pay it, and I haven't heard anything since that second notice that I've got uh, right after it happened. Nothing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would test it. I'd be willing to test it. So, yeah, there you go. Never. I've never heard anything from them. Okay. So that's what... Well, well uh, Mr. I have a Ma- whole story about it in, on the DenverChannel.com. Look that one up. I mean, I, I've been fascinated. I think I've only gotten caught by the red light camera. And therefore, I paid it. But you said that's different. So Yes. I, I did not have to cancel my Greek holiday. Not that I can go no. on a Greek holiday. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I just can't go on a Greek holiday because of my uh, photo radar ticket. <laughs> uh, do you want to help answer an email question we, yes. did, we did get? Uh, it came right to the Driving You Crazy email mailbox. And if you want to send us a message, you can by writing us at drivingyoucrazypodcast at gmail.com. Now, this comes from Kirsten in De- Denver. And she writes, Dear Driving You Crazy podcast, can you make a left turn onto a one-way road on red? I see drivers do it. I don't. And get honked at. Help. Okay. I do it all the time. Okay. Right from here at the station onto uh, 6th from right here at Sherman. You know, Sherman is a two-way road. I know, but 6th is one way right there. Yes. Uh, okay, so is so I'm sh- is she asking if you can turn onto a one way left so, on a red light? Yes. Can you go turn left onto a one way on a on a red? And so right here at Sherman, yeah. which is a two way road, you're turning left onto Sixth Avenue going east, which is a one way road. Yes. You are incorrect. Oh no. You are actually breaking the law. Now <laughs> the answer in Denver is you can make a left on red. From a one-way to another one-way street. Ah. There are about 40 or so states where you can do that move from a one-way to another one-way. But since uh, uh, Sherman over here is a two-way road, you are not doing it correctly. However, as I am waiting over here at uh, Logan and Spear, it is a one-way to a one-way. So you can make the left on red. Okay. Now, the lucky drivers in Michigan, Idaho, Washington, Oregon, and Alaska are actually permitted to turn left on red from either a one-way or a two-way street onto a one-way street. So if you were driving in one of those states, then your move over here would be would then be okay. legal. Okay. Then, then you'd be okay. Uh, but I, t- you know, I, I typically do it over there. Um, I've talked to an officer buddy of mine. Uh, Denver police officer who says, yeah, this should be fine. No problem. So they don't know the law either. Well, I I really don't think he cares. I think that's what he was more ambivalent about it. He just didn't really (laughs) give two flips about it at all. But I still get some looks and some strange looks. I I don't get honks or anything when I do it over there. Um, But Kirsten, I I think you will still get the same honks and dirty looks. um, But you can feel comfortable that you do have your law, the law on your side if you want to do that move. So... If somebody else thinks that you're not doing it right, then they go ahead from a one-way to another one-way, not from a two-way okay. to a one-way. Nicole, so please don't do that anymore shamed over here. Shamed on the y- podcast. You have been shamed. Yes. Okay. Um, yes. And if you do get a ticket, Kirsten, 
from uh, this one that forwarded forward it to us here at the Driving You Crazy podcast uh, so we can have a ticket burning ceremony right out here in the front yeah. of the station. <laughs> Why don't we do that? We'll have it right over here at Spear and Lincoln Street. Um, I think that would go over well with Denver Police, don't you? Yeah, and that, with the that station, can't be legal. And, and with the station management, I think they would really <laughs> appreciate that, us burning a ticket right there in the uh, in the street there at Spear and Lincoln. Yeah? I like it. Uh, hey, as long as it's on, on video and it goes viral, I think they'd be happy. They'll be happy, yeah. Uh, yeah we, we, I don't have to tell you that airports are dirty places. Ooh, yes. I mean, you were just over there oh. at Denver Air, uh, Denver International this week, right? I was. Yep. La- last Friday, yeah. You, you were cover- oh, yeah, it was Friday. You were covering the story about the uh, the security bins, the new ones. Um, over there, some new security lane. How do you think that's yeah. going to work? Well, um, I think it's going to take a while for people to figure it out. But once they do, I'm still not sure if it's going to be that much faster. It's uh, the automated security lanes that they have in a few airports now. Denver, now one of them, uh, has one where you walk up to an empty spot along the lane instead of waiting in line to just stay in one linear motion the whole time. Right now, of course, um, you've probably been tempted at times. to You're behind that, that slow person. Sure. And everyone else has moved, so there's plenty of space on the con- on the conveyor belt, right? It's like the, ev- uh, it's like the buffet over in uh, at, right. at the Rio. It's just like a buffet. You just, you just want to jump the head. You just want to jump the head. Because you want to go over and get the crab salad, and uh, and this guy is still hanging over there with the... Uh, with the lima beans or, or the chickpeas. So it, so exactly. And this new <laughs> method encourages you to jump to the crab salad. If the crab salad is open, then you can go directly to it. Perfect. So you go to the next spot in the line and you start loading your, your stuff. So it, it, it makes sense. I think it means that everyone can go at their own pace. Um, it might make the line a little less tense, but I don't know that it'll... I mean, what are we going to talk a minute of speed? I, maybe that yeah. all adds up and makes for a much smoother experience down the line and and throughout the day there at TSA. So hopefully that is, you know, what they've studied and found in other places and, and that, that it's working. But it does also seem that on the other end, once you've gotten through, you're still kind of waiting for your stuff to come through. And, you know, it's still crowded. Um, but I think I think it makes sense. Makes sense to not make people wait behind that one slow person. We'll see how how your program that you covered goes. Well, there's a new study that shows that one of the dirtiest parts of the airport can be found in the security line. Researchers swabbed various services at the Helsinki Airport in Finland. Ever been to Finland? Mm-mm. All right. Uh, they were looking for lingering respiratory viruses. The study reported in the journal BMC Infectious Diseases. It's on your coffee table, right? <laughs> Uh, they found that the plastic security screening trays appeared to pose the highest potential risk of communicating viral ailments such as the common cold. Ew. So while they're trying to speed up security using those plastic bins, they are also spreading germs faster through the airport because of those security bins. Nice. I thought the worst place to be was in the airplane, but... <laughs> Apparently, it starts before you get on. They say that viruses appeared in nearly half of the plastic trays, the highest fraction of all the services that they tested. By contrast, the researchers did not find any lingering respiratory viruses in the airport's toilet bowls. Oh, oh to be a researcher. Oh. Could you imagine that job? Uh, we're going to need you to go to the potty, swab a couple of toilets. <laughs> That's the intern's job. <laughs> 
Oh, as the study noted, handling these trays is almost unavoidable for all passengers, and that's one of the reasons they are so dirty. Now, at the beginning of the year, we covered this story here on the podcast. There was a study conducted by insurancequotes.com that found that self-check-in kiosks, if I can say that Mm -hmm. word, are the dirtiest services in the airport. They say kiosks are uh, 1,500 times dirtier than the bathroom. And at Atlanta Hartfield Airport, one kiosk was found to contain over 1 million colony-forming units. I, I don't know what, what that represents, but it, it doesn't sound good. It sounds very gross and bad. No. Very bad. Coming in at second place were the armrests on the chairs at the gate. Hmm. So when you're waiting yeah. for the plane, sitting there, and all these people with sweaty arms, I guess, are putting their sweaty arms all over the armrests uh, near the gate, and they tend to be pretty gross. So why is, I mean, is the airport worse than other public places? Because we're touching kiosks and everything. chairs in all public places where we visit. I'm sure it's the same okay. in all of those public places, but airport travelers that just see there's a lot of people all packed oh, into right. one place and different people coming in all the time yes and yeah and with different uh, uh cause right there are certain places of the country that have like a flu outbreak uh than other places of the country and, and colds and, and all the right, like right. so you're traveling uh with different germs and different people and different lifestyles and that sort of thing um coming in at uh third place the water fountain push button They're in the airport. Now, it doesn't get much better on the plane. So you were asking about the plane. The lavatory flush buttons in the plane's bathroom measure the dirtiest (laughs) because people are using the bathroom and probably not washing right away and then pushing the flush button before they wash their hands. And so the flush button is going to be quite dirty. And it's followed by the tray tables, the seat belts, and the overhead air vents and light switches. I've always heard that the seat belts and the tray tables are really, really gross. And I always carry these uh, little uh, wipes. Wipes, right? yeah. The, the little Clorox wipes. And I always hose down the tray table. I don't do really do the seat belt, but I will start in the future. But I, I do try to clear around that area when I'm sitting okay, on the plane. Okay, I'm doing Yeah, I, I don't know if I even want to fly again. Now, before you, you, you bring your hazmat suit... Okay. On your next flight, Nicole. Uh, it's worth noting that not all of the bacteria that turned up in those tests were bad. Some were actually the same types that our bodies need to keep our natural defenses mm. in check. But that's only a small percentage of the bacteria that you find in these places. So the next time you find yourself standing in, in front of a streaky, germ-laden kiosk touchscreen, you might want to consider using your sleeve over your hand or maybe just check in with the agent instead yeah. so you don't have to touch curbside yes That's the curbside. way to go now yep whatever you do you better bring a lot of hand sanitizer oh yeah i do that i i actually even put it on my face sometimes like aftershave <laughs> I, I i don't think you're supposed to do that but whatever uh, it takes to stay healthy see i figure if the bacteria is getting around me if it's getting anywhere near my face uh, uh then then you know then i'm it's covered like creating some kind of mask yes Exactly. It, ha- it has to penetrate. The germs would the have to Purell penetrate. The Purell mask. Yes. Maybe that should be the next <laughs> level of, of Purell, the Purell mask. I like it. A clear mask, maybe. <laughs> kind of like you do with the, um, what's it, with the, with the, with the teeth whitening deal, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You put the teeth whitening strips, gels on. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And we can have strips of Purell <laughs> that we're just putting all over our face. 
I like it. Hand, you can do it on your hands, too. See, yeah. I, I think it's great. It's I, a million-dollar idea. It, there you yeah. go. So if somebody invents that, we get 5% yeah, for, the, okay. for the inventor's fee. And then they can send us the checks here mm -hmm. to 123, 123 East Spear Boulevard, Denver, Colorado, 80203. Uh, attention, right. attention, driving you crazy podcast. Uh, so my wife is pretty much done with our car. She just, hates it. She's, she's just done with it. We have a Nissan Rogue. Um, we've leased uh, several of them, three of them, for the last 10 years or so. Um, and they're fine, but I think she really wants something else. And, and, and the, overall, all, the overall quality of these cars, I think, have, have, has gotten worse as they become more popular, less expensive. Mm. You, they've had them out for several years now. Um, anyway, the other day she said to me that she saw this ad for Volvo, and she saw this new crossover Volvo thing for $35,000. And I said, well, that was a bit out of our budget by like fifteen grand." But then she starts to look it up on the Internet, and she asked me, uh, ha have you seen that they have this subscription service for this Volvo for 600 bucks? Well, when, when I told her, what, I said, well, you start to need to start listening to my podcast. Um, when I got back up off she, the floor <laughs> after she attacked she did me. the subscription, yes. Because <laughs> we did. We talked about that subscription thing. And, uh, yeah, so, so after she attacked me, uh, I, <laughs> I said, well, there are a lot of other car makers doing this. The latest one is BMW. They're doing it now. Um, they have something called Access by BMW. You can switch your car as often as you like. They are charging for, for their basic package $2,000 a month. And you get to pick uh, most of their cars. But if you pay $3,700 a month, that's a lot of bread. Yeah. You can get the high-performance tier, like some of the convertibles and their bigger SUVs and that sort of thing, the really fancy BMWs. Now, BMW thinks that whenever uh, we do eventually get the self-driving cars, because I was reading up more about this from them, they think that it's going to really reduce the incentive to buy a car. Now, I, I don't think all of this stuff is going to happen for the next probably 25, 35 years. It's going to take a lot longer than people expect. It's I mean, I mean for, for Pete's sake, we still have trains from the 1800s rolling through downtown Denver. Right. Uh, so we're not going to, uh, we haven't released that technology for the last 150 years. So... You can't have a, a no. you know, a world-class uh, technology Jetson-based city when you have trains blowing their horn at 3.30 in the morning through a metro, Good major point. metropolitan city. It's a slower city. transition than, than people think exactly. it will be. Yes. That, that's what I think. Anyway, now that, that price tag is way out of my budget, but for some it might work out. Now, the Volvo thing, I was looking at the Volvo thing. And, and the lease on, on a Volvo, typically, because the cars are about $35,000, $40,000, something like that, um, it would probably come out to be about 500 bucks a month for a lease, right? Okay. Because I'm paying about three fifty dollars for my car, uh, nowhere near as fancy as a Volvo. And, and so you're looking at about 500 bucks a month. Let's say it costs about $1,000 a year for insurance. Let's say another 500 bucks for yearly maintenance. Um, then, then the subscription might be worth it if you're yep. paying about that. The Volvo plan, because the Volvo plan includes 15,000 miles a year, way more than my lease. My uh -huh. lease is only 12, and I'm okay. driving at least 15, if not 16,000. So I'm going to be dinged for the miles on my lease. Um, in the fine print, it says no money down, and the monthly payment is 600 bucks, and that goes for two, 24 months, and it's based on a car cost of about $41,000. So I think that wow. is in line of about what you would pay, but since it, it includes the insurance and the mileage and all that stuff, basically all you're ex responsible for is excessive wear and tear on the vehicle uh, and for over 15,000 miles a year. 
uh, you're also responsible for the taxes, the license plate. Yeah, but the license plate on, on a car like that would probably be $1,000 here in Colorado. The way they base, they base it on the ownership tax, which is ridiculous. So the more expensive car you buy, I see. the more expensive your license plates are. Interesting, okay. <laughs> That's why it's so, adv- it was so great when I had my little pickup truck, because it was worth nothing, and I was paying, I don't know, $30 to get my license plate stickers. It was great. Now, I just paid for both cars. It was about $650 uh, yeah, for, both of, for both of my cars. So um, Volvo thinks that the deal that they provide is going to help them out because they are the ones that provide the financing. I see. Yeah. So they're making money on the financing. They're making money because they still own the car, and then they sell it as a used or, or gently used car or, or pre-owned, however they want to sure. say it now. So it's a win-win for them because most of the car companies now are making money on the financing and service. That's where they make their money. Okay. If you go to any dealership, they're making money on their service department and their financing because um, they're not going to do any kind of these deals unless they're making money, right? Right. No, that's true. Do you own your little... Uh, d- we, I've never leased a car. You only own I've it. bought used, I've bought new, but I, I've never leased a vehicle. So I'm paying about 350 a month for the Rogue. Uh, that comes out to what forty two hundred a year, right? Uh, that you add another, let's say six hundred bucks for insurance. That's what it cost me for insurance for uh, my comprehensive collect because because I have to have that for the because it's a lease. And I don't know. I would have that anyway. I guess even if I owned it. Uh, so that's up to about forty eight hundred bucks. Uh, let's throw in some tires because you go. I don't know what it is about new cars with the tires. It's like they give you the the tires that only go for about twenty thousand miles. When you buy any other tire and you get a, a warranty and you get the tread that can last like 60 or 80, they're the worst tires when you buy uh. new cars. Anyway, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to replace these before I turn it in. So that's another 500 bucks, even the cheapest tires. And I was looking at like Les Schwab and all these other tire places uh, around Labor Day. And I said, you know what? I need some cheap tires, like yeah. $60 tires, <laughs> something like that. Well, anyway. Uh, so we're, we're up to about $5,300 or so now. Uh, maintenance has been covered on my car. That's included when I, when I leased it. Okay. So I don't have to worry about that. Uh, and if I take that 5300 I divide it by 12. So the true cost is about 440 450 a month because mm-hmm. you're adding, you have to add all that other garbage in there, uh, you know, different than your, than your total payment. So it's a bit over. So for, let's say if I had another extra $150, more a month, I could actually buy, you know, do that uh, thing with the with the Volvo, Volvo yeah. right? Now I, I don't have that kind of money because I'm a poor uh, traffic guy here at, at the old yeah. Denver Seven, so I it, I don't have that kind of dough. No, um, you, but you're practically a volunteer I mean, here. You, you, <laughs> now you being a big time, you know, news deal here. Right, you, I mean, right. you have that kind of bread, but I, I I just don't. I mean, I would like to have that nicer car. I, I just don't have the money. No, what are you? Are you trying to solicit some uh, sympathy from yes. our start a GoFundMe page? Yes, for, exactly. For Jason to uh, get a Volvo. Yes, I want a Volvo subscription, and I need a GoFundMe. Hey, look, if if other people can do the GoFundMe for whatever reason they have, uh, why can't I? It's just a small amount from each person. Exactly. Yeah. I just need a dollar from yeah. 150 people every month. Every month, and yeah. then uh, boom, there you go. All I need is a dollar from a million people. Boom, I'm a millionaire. I know. That's all it it's takes, so Nicole. Easy. That's all it takes. It is so easy. But I have two kids in baton twirling who yeah, go no, all no, no, over no, the no. country. They, all the money goes to that. To, to do the baton twirling. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's and now they're starting band. And now they're doing this. And now they're doing that. And they Ugh. do the piano. And they're doing the. The so kids. I, yes. Yeah. They, they're, they're money suckers. They are. They suck all the money out of you. They don't understand the value of it either. 
They just want, want, want. Yes, that's exactly mm. right. Daddy, is that a lot of money? Daddy, are you, do you have to spend a lot of money? Yes, I do, honey. I, I really do. And it's okay. I love you. And I'll spend all my money on you, but you won't have any when I, um, when I die. Unless I die, when, unless I die in the next twenty years when my life insurance is still uh, hasn't run out yet. Yeah, that's a hard concept for kids to understand. <laughs> Money? But do you, do you want the do you want the toy now or an inheritance fifty <laughs> years from now? They want the toy now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So is this is this kind of a is this subscription thing something that you would? You know, I no? the more you stat, said you're talking about it, I thought I I. It, very interested in, in even leasing a vehicle now, I, knowing that you have done it, because I consider you the car and traffic oh, expert. Uh, and it does seem to make sense. I don't like having to worry about the maintenance on a vehicle, and um, and it would be great to, to lease one, I think, for a bit of a shorter term. What do you usually do, a two- or three-year three, term? It's usually a three-year three term. Year, okay. Now, I've always been taught that you lease depreciating assets and you buy appreciating assets so you will buy you'll buy jewelry you'll buy a property the all these assets usually appreciate and then you will lease the ones that will go down in value that you okay. don't want that you won't keep now that that's good for some my, my wife still doesn't get that concept um so because she says well you just spent all this money four thousand dollars a year and we don't even get to keep it yeah but you're not also spending on the back end like we had she bought an audi that had mm -hmm. so many maintenance issues for uh, a long time i mean even the oil changes on that that silly car was 75 dollars, and and that was 10 years ago wow. so um the main you just have to look at the overall cost of what it costs you per year to own a car yeah and then it, sure if you own something for 20 years and you're okay with owning something for 20 years and it's falling apart and it just then that's one thing but then you putting your kids into something that my wife says well that's a death trap um so you have something that's newer that's more right, safety right. reliable um that's not going to break down so you're not putting your family in something that's going to leave them stranded on i-25 in the middle of the day um so so there are some benefits to having a newer car all the time mm -hmm. however in this state it's more expensive to have the newer car because you are paying on the ownership tax for that yeah. on the ownership value and so you have the higher priced license plates yes well I, I like the idea of the subscription. I like the uh, whole concept of moving to a rental-based model for society. <laughs> uh, I, I really do. I like the, that we are uh, telling people now on the news lately it's, it can be uh, more cost-effective to rent your home over owning a home, yep. in Denver at least, uh, uh, that, that uh, we see more people sharing vehicles and using Uber and now these subscription services encouraging more of a, a rental model. I don't know. I, maybe it's. I don't know what that says about me. Well, that no, I don't that I don't want to be responsible for things and own things. It makes you sound like everybody <laughs> else that has a next Netflix account and Hulu, yeah. and a, so our lives have we've been trained to do everything on a easy monthly easy. payment. Everything Flexible, is supposed to be an easy monthly something payment. Something you can get out of quickly if you right. need to. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. cancel anytime. Uh huh. You know, no money to sign up. That whole all and just about anything that you want to buy right. is about that way. I don't like thinking of myself as a dis person who just disposes of everything around me. But I recently even decided I don't want to even invest in a water bottle anymore. And oh, now really? I'm buying 
large cases of plastic water bottles uh, every few weeks from Costco. Yeah. Yeah, because I decided I couldn't find a good one. I couldn't find a good water bottle. Here's my rant for the day that that didn't leak, that just was always clean and there and exactly what I needed. And so I decided I'm just going to be kind of wasteful. And buy plastic water bottles that you I can, can drink and dispose of. Well, recycle. Yes, but. exactly. So you can feel better about you can, yourself yes. when you recycle. Recycle the plastic. Um, but I just decided I drink more water this way because I'm not so annoyed with the water bottle. See, we have a problem with our kids because they bring the water bottle to school. They have mm -hmm. to bring the water yeah. bottle. So, in, so they have these... Uh, of course, they have the uh, unicorn water bottle, but the, it has the straw that goes into the bottle that, that sits yep. there on the top. So it's on. So you screw the top, and the, and the straw is already attached to it. Well, the cat has figured out a way to eat the straw, <laughs> and so it's all chewed uh. up on the bottom of the straw. And so I have to cut it off, and now there's only really the straw only goes down maybe halfway <laughs> into the water bottle, and so they have to fill it up all the time. So it's becoming a drag for oh, them. Yeah. So I might just send them too with their own. But then the school gets all torqued off yeah, because then it doesn't have a cap on it or the whatever the deal may be, and and they want the the cap the regular right. Water. Yeah. <sighs> well, it's it's hard living these days. But, it is. It's hard uh, living these days, Nicole. It's uh, hard living. Uh, but but um. You know, I'm excited about the the subscription model for those cars, and I'm going to check it out. See, there you go. Yeah. Right, let me know if you if you actually do. Uh, I think that about wraps it up for this special edition. You have places to go, things to see, people to interview, yeah. that sort of stuff. I do. Uh, on this special edition of the Driving You Crazy podcast, episode number 91, no less. Almost to 100. Ooh, Can you believe that? 100. Yes. Thank you, as always, Nicole, for co-hosting the show today. Thank you. you did a lovely job. Uh, I can say this for sure. You do smell better, better than Joseph. Oh, thank honestly. you. Honestly. Um, thank you. There, I don't know. There, Sorry, sometimes Joseph. Sometimes he goes to a restaurant or something. He wears this jacket in the wintertime uh, that maybe holds the uh, smell of that restaurant. Sometimes you go That's, to a restaurant. Yeah. We go to that Dos Patrios down there on County Line in Holly. Great Mexican food. It's the best in town. They have these uh, carnitas that are fantastic, only on the weekends. It, it's a good but place. But you go in there. And and when when you leave, you still smell like the restaurant. I actually have. To, I oh, go I in there that. with clothes that I already know are dirty, that I'm going to go right into the wash. My Los Patrios clothes. Yes, my these are my okay. Los Dos Patrios <laughs> clothes that I go in there, and then I can just shed my clothes in the laundry room, <laughs> put them right into the washer, and then yeah. I, I'm enjoying the glow of the uh, Mexican dinner, and then having my clothes washed right afterward. <laughs> What a weekend. All right. <laughs> that is exactly right. Well, all right. Look, he doesn't smell like it's low tide at a whorehouse or anything. But, you know, he just you know, he just, he just doesn't smell as good as you. That's that's what I should say. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, I'm Jason Luber, the traffic guy. And I'm Nicole Brady. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to call myself a bad driver today. I've been pretty good lately. <laughs> okay, uh, perfect. <laughs> be safe and as always. Happy motoring.